And so uh, what drove me to actually take the dive was I had a patient come in um, for brand name medication and I was losing about $80 on that medication from the reimbursement end. Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income, and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, wonderful pharmacy people. Dr. Lisa Faust with Diversify RX here, and I've got a hot topic today, one that I've actually been thinking about and researching myself. And I finally found someone who took the big dive. And what we're going to be talking about today is credit card fees. Yes, those wonderful things that we all spend tens of thousands of dollars on. And frankly, in this day and age with inflation and reduced reimbursement rates, like we can't afford to do that anymore. And so I have been asked a ton of times about using the credit card processors that where the patient or your customer actually pays the fee instead of you as the merchant. And so I have a wonderful pharmacy owner that did the dive, uh, went in and did this in his pharmacy and is willing to share his experience. So Carter Musgraves is my guest today and we're gonna be talking about credit card fees and maybe how you might be able to implement this cost saving strategy into your pharmacy. So Carter, thank you so much for spending some time with today. Um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your pharmacy, your maybe your pharmacy ownership kind of experience and uh, you know, kind of what led you to this point of making this decision. Yeah, Lisa, thank, thank you very much. So I own a little uh, pharmacy in Eden, Utah. Um, I purchased the pharmacy about nine months ago, um, but I previously managed and was the pharmacist in charge there for eight years. Um, and quickly after you know purchasing the pharmacy and actually seeing those reimbursements, um, I thought, okay, there's got to be something I can fix here. Um, and and where my really my big background is um, is in the retail location, even before the pharmacy world. Um, my brother is the CEO of Fizz, a big soda shop here um, in the state of Utah. And it was actually him that came to me with the idea because they're rolling out. They have similar issues. They're having a big squeeze in um, cost um, in the food and beverage industry. And so he was the one that actually gave me the idea of, hey, we're going to a surcharge option. I wonder how that would fit in your pharmacy. And so uh, what drove me to actually take the dive was I had a patient come in um, for brand name medication. And I was losing about $80 on that medication from the reimbursement end. And then they went and used their mileage card to pay the 650 uh, fee. And so the only thing worse than losing once is losing twice. And that's what was happening on that transaction. So that was the actual, that was the literal uh, thing that caused me to take the dive. Um, and since doing that, it's been amazing. It's been 10 times easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, I've had uh, little to no pushback as far as that fee being added to the surcharge. Um, and the reason that I felt so confident in it is looking at the numbers, I felt like my pharmacy was a perfect fit for it. One, because I have great relationships. Literally, I know every patient. Um, I know them well, they know me well. Um, and so it, I could single out patients that I thought, you know, may have an issue with the surcharge. And I was able to address that before they showed up at the counter. Um, but I think what was important for my business is I needed a better option, especially with inflation going on, um, where we can't raise our prices like every other industry is doing. 
this was one um, great tool in the toolbox for me to add to my business. No, you're absolutely right. I've actually been talking a lot about the impact on inflation on pharmacy profits, and it's actually a bitter, a bigger hit to your profit than what people even think. And actually, I've, I've done the math, and the math is quite uh, alarming. If you're a typical pharmacy and you have, you know, a 19% expense ratio and a 22% gross margin, an inflation rate of 8%, which is what you know the the rates been here lately, actually erodes your profits by half. You lose half of your profits due to inflation. And that's just very, very alarming. And so we have to pivot. We have to pivot into ways where we can take control of our revenue. And you're spot on. We can't raise our prices because we don't control our prices. You know, if 90% of your revenue flows for through a PBM, um, they're not raising reimbursements just because inflation's going yeah. up. Somehow they're still justifying to lower reimbursements, you know, somehow, some way there. And so you've, you've got to take control. And this was, this is really a great way to take control. And I don't know if, uh, you know, if you're watching this, if you've looked at that credit card statement a while, sometimes people like, I just want to ignore it because I feel like I can't do anything about it. And so you kind of push it to the side, but pick it back up. You know, you're, you're losing spending, whatever you, which way you want to look at it thousands of dollars a month. And like you said, there's, there's gotta be a better way for this. And the biggest pushback and frankly, my, my fear, because I heard, I know lots of friends with other businesses and other industries, and, you know, they adopted this methodology maybe about a year ago and they had a rough go of it. It was, it was, uh, you know, obviously it wasn't pharmacy, it wasn't healthcare, but you know, they just had a ton of negativity. And I was like, Whoa, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want to experience that. And maybe that was a little bit of them, you know, bleeding the way, you know, being the leaders of kind of the first ones to do that. Um, and so I've been hesitant to do this in my own pharmacies, even though it makes complete financial sense and complete logical sense. Um, there's still that that scared, that, that scared part. And so um, I'm going to ask the question that I know everybody listening to is, what was the reaction from your patients? You know, the good reactions, the bad reactions, how did you explain it to them? Um, and I think you're spot on that you had that underlying relationship, which I think is indie pharmacies we, we do. Um, but what was it? You know, did you lose any patients? Did you get yelled at? You know, I mean, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, great question. So it went, you know, I, I pictured about 10 to 20 patients um, seriously having an issue with this, just based on you know, how they've responded to the, to other co-pays at the point of sale, um, and the, and the amount of those co-pays. Um, but what really changed the deal for me was the credit card processor I went with, it gives them the option. So it's not like they walk up and, Hey, if you're going to use me as your pharmacist, you've got to pay this 3.5% credit card fee, but it's more of, Hey, we have these options to pay with you pick which option you pay with. Um, and, and so, you know, the, the terminal I use, you put in their amount, it shows them the price that they pay with a credit card, the price they pay with a debit card and a price if they pay with a cash or check. Um, and so I think that was probably one of the biggest goals to, or keys to success in this setup was letting the patient have the option. And so really what it was is I ended up having about five to six patients who did say something about the surcharge. But it was so simple for me to, to tell them, oh, well, that, you know, this is one thing that we're doing in the pharmacy so that we can continue to provide excellent care for our patients. And these are other options you can choose to pay with um, where you don't pay that credit card fee. And so I think that's what really um, 
eased our patients into this is they have the option. And so people that come up and, and that really bothers them, they have the, the debit option, they have the cash, they have the check option. Yeah, I, I really like that approach because it does feel softer somehow. And I think that it's a really good way where it's their choice. You're not making the choice for them. And I think maybe that's where um, pushback and anger happens is if, no, this is just our new standard. You know, every time you pay, you pay, you're going to be paying this because let's face it, probably 98% of people walking in the door besides little Mrs. Smith with her purse, you know, is paying by plastic in some way, shape or form. And so um, instead of just having this hard, fast rule where it's like, we're surcharging you now, it's, hey, we're providing you options. And then you're, you're throwing the ball back in their court. And so they're the ones, oh, well, this is more convenient for me. I'll pay the extra $3 or $4 or whatever, you know, actually, it's probably not even that much um, on most people's because, you know, 3% of $100 is $3. Most people's co-pays yes. are, you know, 20, 30, 40. So you're talking, you know, much less. So, you know, for them, it's like, oh, I don't want to get out a checkbook. I don't have cash. I'll just, you know, they're making the choice uh, to pay that. So it, it does feel softer. So um, how have you, you know, did you train your employees? Did you tackle those conversations? You know, how did that workflow change? And you talked about getting a terminal, you know, did you have to integrate it with your POS system or just what was that whole logistics of like rolling out the program? Yeah, that's a great question because that, that was kind of the bottom line for me of holding off on doing this change is because, oh, it, you know, what if it doesn't integrate with my point of sale? how will it interrupt our workflow process? Um, and so when I did this, I didn't really know how it was gonna pan out. I just knew something needed to change. And so I was kind of at the point where, you know, I almost felt like I didn't have the choice. Like this was something I had to do to continue to run a successful business. And so that, that really drove me forward. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you don't have a choice. Um, but, how it ended up working is um, there's a few different options you can go with. The one I went with was to bypass my point of sale. So I use Empros um, point of sale and it was such a simple fix. So what happens is we scan the prescription through the point of sale because that's what releases and that's what captures the, the signature and reports to the controlled substance database. So we still do everything there, but instead of hitting on the terminal credit card payment, to then run through the point of sale credit card, we had them add, we call it a hot button, but you can basically add any sort of button you want to, to our point of sale. So let's say we sell Sudafed frequently, we can add a Sudafed button. Um, this one, we just had them add um, credit card payment. And then, um, so they just added that button. So when people pay with credit card, we push that new hot button that runs it through my till in a new category. So similar to cash, if you paid with cash or check. So now it just creates a third category of payment. Um, and in our pharmacy, we know that's the only credit card option we have. And then we have a, um, I, I ended up using a mobile device. I got two devices, a, a one that's, you know, mounts to the desk and one that's um, mobile. We all love the mobile device. It's great because it's like a line buster. Um, it, we feel a lot more tech savvy with that. Um, but that's what we ended up going with. And so you type in the amount on that mobile device, um, give it to the patient, the patient, um, does their credit card. And so it doesn't integrate with the point of sale, but the only change we had to do to work around that was to add a hot button. Um, and then that still captures the signature through our point of sale. And at the end of the day, when we close our tills, we have that new category. Um, and then I just batch out my credit card payments at the end of the day. Make sure that adds up with that new hot topic button that we made. 
Um, and that's how we um, reconcile and how we kind of work with that. So it doesn't integrate with the system. Empros is uh, seriously looking at integrating with this because I've let them know what a benefit it's been. So they are seriously looking at integrating. Um, but that's what I did. And it's been such a simple workaround. And then as far as training um, my um, employees, it did. I took um, we did a lot of role play. I love role playing. And so we did a lot of role play. Um, you know, with me being the angry customer and, and kind of how we handle that. And so it worked, it worked out really smooth. I did make a point like when, whenever I heard the topic brought up at the point of sale, I did make a point to go up there um, and kind of help um, ease, you know, any tension that might be. Um, but it worked, it, it worked very well, especially with giving the patient that option on how they pay. Yeah. Did you do any pre-notification? Like, did you do like, or did you just go live one day and then you start having those conversations with the employee or not the employees, your patients, or did you kind of give like, Hey, we're going to be implementing a new system. You're going to have options for pay. Did you, did you do any sort of pre-warning with your patients? Yeah. So I did. I didn't, I, I didn't do a good job of it, but I, I tried. I think we, I was only about a week early. Mm-hmm. So you look at, you know, how many patients you see in a week. So I did, but I, I don't think it, it did much. Um, I think I could have done a better job. Um, and then, um, it, after that though, it worked really well. And I think I would add, um, that this route is still works with health savings accounts. So FSAs and HSAs, cause that was one question I had and one concern I had moving forward. Um, but you just register, um, your device like you, like you do yeah. any other device. Yep. I know a question that I get asked a lot um, and what really prompted my research into this um, several months ago was, is this methodology of charging for co-pays, does it break any of your PBM contracts or you're going to be in violation of your PBM contracts? Because good lords, we don't need one more reason to piss off a PBM in any way, shape or form. And so I actually, I did a lot of research. I reached out to, you know, my friends that are, that are PBM experts. I went through and reread all the updated contracts. And, you know, basically I got, I heard back from everybody that it was a thumbs up at a green light. Like you're, you're a-okay to do this because like you said, it's, it's just a method of payment and it's their choice for that fee. Um, as long as the actual charge that you're charging them is the copay, you know, then it's a convenience fee um, on top of that, just like people charging for delivery or something like that. Yes. Um, it's not a charge for the medication. It's a, it's an additional service that they're basically choosing to use. And so um, if you do this in your pharmacy, there's no concern um, with PBMs. You still, it's really important. And I'm, I'm glad you actually made a point of it. Still really important that you can prove payment. Um, you know, when you have audits nowadays, a lot of times they're asking for, you know, credit card signatures, credit card receipts, you know, POS receipts. So you still have to be able to tie a specific prescription pickup to a specific payment. Um, And that's why, you know, integration or at least a a communication between whatever systems you use is going to be really important. And so I know a lot of questions is like, well, what system should I use or what company should I use? And uh, there's no just one easy magic answer, I don't think. And that's because it depends a lot on what your technology is, you know, you mentioned you have Empros and, and, you know, certain things there, but if you have a completely different POS system, you don't have a POS system, you use your PMS, you know, like all those different situations, you're going to just have to pick what best works for 
your situation. And I will, I will tell you, there's a ton of companies out there that are offering their services. Um, you know, this was kind of a new thing a year or two ago, there was only kind of a few players, but there are a ton of players now. So I would first reach out to your POS system, ask them if they have any recommendations. You might even reach out to your current credit card processor. Cause I know some of the big ones are now offering these alternative um, ways of being able to allow um, the patients or the customers to choose. So kind of start there because frankly, any less work is, is, is better. But uh, so there's no real just one right way. So um, so bring it all down to the bottom line here, Carter, as we as we wrap this up. You know, what is this going to mean for your bottom line? If you look, you know, towards the end of the year in 2022, making this change, what do you what do you think this change is going to um, mean to your bottom line when you're looking at your you know, financials? Yeah. So looking at um, the last two months of my credit card statements, I mean, assuming everything stays the same. And I actually think it's going to go up because the last two months have kind of been um, my slower months here at the pharmacy as far as looking at, at the, the year in total. Um, but it's looking at, um, decreasing my credit card fee burden by $21,000 for the year. Um, and so added right to the bottom line. (laughs) Yeah, it gets added right to the bottom line. And so what's been great, the, what's been great for me is what I decided to spend that on is more tech, more technician help. Um, and so that's what, and that's really helped the pharmacy grow is people are getting a better experience at our pharmacy. Um, but I just love that. And I've always just been told, I've been taught as a little kid uh, from my dad, is great business owners can find fixed costs and make them variable. And this was one of those things. And I think it's been a great move for me. Um, and I've, uh, you know, I only wish I would have done it sooner. Yep. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience. This has given me kind of like the motivation and the confidence that I need to, you know, start rolling this out because uh, I, I would like an extra $21,000 at the end of the year. Yes. And, yeah. and actually mine might even be more because we, we, we do a lot of cash compounding. So those kind of fees that they're paying is, is even more. So, um, well, thank you so much, Carter. Thank you for sharing your experience. Um, I know many pharmacy owners are going to get a lot of benefit from hearing this. So thank you for your time. And I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at lisasrxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. Four, hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you. Becoming a Pharmacy Badass is proud to be a part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network.